Hi, welcome to another episode of Solo Leveling. This is Beata, and we are going to be watching Bacano today, episodes one and two. Without further ado, let's tune up episode one, and I'm going to be watching the English dub version just because I have fond memories of the dub, and it's one of the dubbed animes that I actually really like. I just think it's an entertaining time. The voice actors, most of whom I think were not that well known, and they try their hardest to do all the accents and stuff. So, in three, two, one, play. Call it sacrilege, but I like, I prefer this as a jazzy anime opening over Cowboy Bebop in terms of both visuals and like the actual song itself. Like it gives you all the characters' names, it has those smooth ass transitions, which depicts like kind of the personality of the characters and shows their relationships to each other. I think on um, on her book, it was the sort of icon of the Ouroboros, which is the snake that devours itself, which is very appropriate for this anime. Because it's gay, man. Well, actually, I do wonder why that is. Maybe it's because it's so colorful and it's just aesthetically pretty to look at.
Sometimes I just want to screw with people too by just looking at them or after listening to something they say, I just say a random number. I'm like, hmm, 56 points. Actually, yes, that would be great. Please, mentor me. And he's like speaking to the audience, like perhaps you would like some help. But of course, this just confuses us more, actually. Because now we have to keep all of these timelines in our heads. <laughs> this is just going to become a whole um, Charlie's conspiracy board from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where to understand this you must first understand this and then you have to understand this and then this. He's main character-ish. <laughs> I love that they introduce um, this guy, Firo, as main character-ish and it's like yeah he's main character-ish but he's not super main character-ish ish like a little bit of that ish you know She's blushing. She just likes him because he's a pretty boy. Chose the wrong target today, Mr. Square Nose. I would not want to be immortal. 
I don't know about you guys, but I would not want to be immortal. Just because, yeah, you could live forever, but I mean, it depends, I guess. It's like, will my sense of pain dull over time and will I get used to it eventually? And also, how will humans progress? Because I don't want to be immortal if we're going towards that, you know, apocalyptic future where everything is barren and nothing really matters anymore. I'd rather just die. Right, everyone has their own perspective of a story. Prohibition, baby. And the depression. I did notice it before, but there's so much more in the beginning, or at least in this episode, of something that relates to another character that we'll meet later on, um, specifically which has to do with solipsism. And solipsism is the belief that only you exist in the universe and everybody and everything else is the creation of your own mind. You are the only real thing. Specifically in this case it would be metaphysical solipsism I think because it's about how you think the world works and the nature of reality. This guy's monocle is bothering me. He doesn't even have the chain thing. It's just like the eyepiece itself. It looks so uncomfortable. I did not care for this storyline. I feel like they could have cut her and her whole thing with Dallas out of it. And, oh, he does have a chain. Well, damn. Um, and it wouldn't really have affected it, I guess, other than it sort of 
being a story of how you can still care for someone even though they're a total piece of shit. But he is, hmm. But the thing is, it's like, I'm thinking of his role in the story and I think he still could have been in the story without having as much focus. And as we go along, we'll see how he was integral to all the events that played out, but how he probably could have been relegated to an even smaller role. Did you say Dallas fingered you? Please don't say that. Obviously, bringing someone in dead is easier than bringing them in alive. Because when you're trying to bring them in alive, you have to be more careful. <laughs> Never trust the characters that have their eyes closed like that. Oh, that's not sanitary, man. Chick, you gotta wash your tools. It's not sanitary. Especially during COVID. That's the problem with torture is that you do end up telling the torturer anything they want to hear, not necessarily the truth. Edgar Allan Poe. I did not see that title. Is this Todd Habicorn? I never looked up the cast. And I don't really remember every voice actor, but that sounds like Todd Habicorn. Who is a famous voice actor? Yeah, you don't need to fear death anymore. Interesting idea that fear and anxiety are connected. And if you get rid of fear, you can also get rid of anxiety, right? Because what is anxiety but you fearing something, whether it's social anxiety or your phobias.
Vino, V or <laughs> or what, whatever it's called. Um, however, it's pronounced properly, like Vino, <laughs> Vino. Like the animation is so not um slick. It's like kind of jarring and stuff. <laughs> But it still just works. I would not mind a second season of Bacano or them to remake Bacano with like a really good studio like Mappa or Shaft or even Trigger. Just because if they updated that animation to be even cooler than it is in this. Wow. His police badge looks like a sad face. This poor man who probably got like 150 of his books shot to smithereens. This poor guy. Yeah, look at this. Hey, what can I say? I'm lucky. One thing I like about this series is how if you like zone out for a second and you mishear something, you don't hear something. Like, for example, you hear that thing about like the policeman going, the mortals, huh? You can still get the general gist or, you know, you can still get the idea that maybe this is a story about immortals or whatever from something else or it'll return later in this in later episodes so you might be a little confused about it but you'll still be able to piece it out together in the end it's just you might be able to piece it out even earlier before if you really pay pay close attention I saw the devil returning from the dead. Good choice, my man. More characters in like horror novels and and movies and stuff should um be like you and be like and realize, oh wait, if I actually tell somebody aliens are here or I don't know, there's a killer loose, 
They might lock me up in a hospital and won't believe me. I shouldn't tell them. I should come up with a more rational explanation that will still get them to leave or do whatever. But I shouldn't tell them exactly what is going on. It's amazing that all the characters actually have realistic hair colors um, and designs. Like very plain, boring almost designs. Very just suits basically for most of them. But as you learn about all of them, you can still distinguish them. I think during my first run of Bakno I had some difficulty, but I could still distinguish them. That white suit, moi, perfect for lad. They're like some twisted Romeo and Juliet couple. Like actually what Romeo and Juliet would become if they grew up and <laughs> went into like their 30s or 40s. Oh, come on, man. Don't wave your arm like that. It's amazing that he did not pass out from the shock. I just love that you see the end results of what happens to every character after their journey on that train. And throughout, you're trying to figure out, like, oh, like, this is how this person ended up this way. This is how this person ended up this way. And it's just, I think it's actually, like, really hard to predict, like, how this character became this way until, like, almost the near end. What's next on Bacano? Okay, that was episode one. And yeah, so if you want to watch the preview for the next episode, go ahead. I'm not going to watch it, but let's hear a message from our sponsor and then we will be back for episode two. Bye. Welcome back and thanks for listening to our sponsors. Now on to episode two. We are going to play episode two in three, two, one, go. Oh, another, I think, famous voice actor that's in this um, is a, actually a fellow or on Host Club alum to Todd Habcorn, um, J. Michael Tatum. He's Isaac Dean.
Can we fire the person who named this train, please? Look at its name. It's called Flying Pussyfoot. That is an obviously cursed train. Setting the old woman's qualms aside, the flying pussy put pussy pussy foot parts. Oh my god, the same. Plenty of people I've tried stealing from the earth. That's what miners do all the time. That's what the gold rush was. It's amazing. Of course, oh, they've got like a mailbox. I never noticed that before. Why are we here in a cave? And then they just hit, like, um, oil or something, or they find some gems, but they're like, this isn't gold, and they throw it aside. Ugh. I, I don't think that's true, Isaac. The amount of bullshit Isaac spews from his mouth, I swear to God. Nine months they've been doing this. They honestly, and they keep on getting furniture for some reason, and like bigger furniture. <laughs> If it hadn't been for this letter, they probably would have stayed here for, like, as long as possible. How did they- they've got a couch.
you've got to read between the lines, Maria. That's exactly what she's asking for. Oh, that was impressive. You do the robbery while the train is on its way to the destination. <laughs> Home run. These mafia people deserve to get robbed if they get robbed by people with baseball bats. And not even that many people, two people. You gotta look at that shit carefully. They could have forged it. But to be honest, if it was me, I also wouldn't care. I'd be like, I do not get paid enough to care. your turn to make a chug chug chug
of course Lad chose wine. If only someone, some staff member had overheard this and was like, you know, I don't feel like we should let these guys on this train. How dare you? It was Tony's last run. Isaac EXE has stopped working. Oh. That's just the roll of the dice. If only his last trip had been his last trip. I would not feel safe transporting transporting a bomb. Like even if you're an expert in bombs, I I don't know. I guess you would you're so used to it, you would feel like confident and I'm sure like the likelihood of them going off is way less than I'm thinking, but still they it would make me nervous. <laughs> What are you guys eating? (laughs) 
giant egg roll. They are the least intimidating people you will ever meet, no doubt. Yeah, mostly because it's not a great tattoo. And this is during Prohibition, so he, he's, I think he's telling random strangers that he is doing something illegal. You are what you eat, which is a mistranslated quote, I think. Um, the actual quote is something like, like, tell me what you eat and I'll tell you who you are. Back in the days when it wasn't weird, I guess, for kids to ride trains by themselves. All they're missing is putting flashlights under their chins.
I wonder if, in the end, that old couple ended up going on the train, and if so, what happened to them? Yeah, this is very culty. The good thing is, even at this point, you think that one of these characters is annoying. I know a lot of people who think Jacuzzi is annoying, but even if you think they're annoying, you don't, they're not the main character. Like, they don't have whole episodes dedicated to them. So it's really great that, like, if you don't like one character, they're balanced out. Because, as they said in the beginning, who's main character-ish? Well... No one, really. But also it doesn't matter, we know it doesn't matter if they take the Senator's family hostage because he doesn't care about them as much as he cares about um, the item. Bang. What's next on Bacano? And that was episode two of Bacano.
if you're interested in watching further and listening to me while you do so, I will be releasing more episodes after I release um, Invincible Episode 8 Reaction and Beastars 6 and 7. I will see you next time. Bye.